There are three non-negotiables every business owner needs to get ahead, traffic, leads, and sales. But with so much noise in the online marketing industry, it's hard to know what works and what doesn't. That's what Unfiltered is all about, giving real entrepreneurs the real truth about making a huge impact with their businesses, fluff free. I'm your host, Lena Elkins, and I hope you love the episode. Hello, my lovely friends. Welcome back to Unfiltered. It's your girl, Lena Elkins here, and I am super excited to have you guys on today's episode where we are interviewing the fabulous David Seitman Garland. If you guys are living under a rock and you don't know who David Seitman Garland is, he is the founder and creator of the Rise to the Top and Create Awesome Online Courses, as well as the co-founder of Course Cat software, which I actually have experience with, and I'll talk about that in a second. But David's programs have helped people turn their passion, their expertise, and their personality into successful online courses and digital programs. He actually has over 5,000 students in over 100 countries who have created successful online courses on everything from baby sleep training to clarinet lessons for adults. He's been featured in tons of media outlets. Forbes, Inc., you name it, and he's also the author of two books. David now lives in St. Louis, Missouri with his wife and his two kids. David, thank you so much for being here. Lena, it is awesome to be here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. You know, it's, it's funny, I didn't tell you this before, but many, many years ago when I was a freelancer, it was around a time where a lot of people were coming to me, like other millennials and being like, I also want to quit my job. I also want to start my own business. How did you do that? And then somebody said, well, have you ever thought about creating an online course about it? And I had never thought about that. And so from one way or another, I ended up finding a webinar that you had put out huh. and it was the it was so funny. And I remember I was sitting there with my husband and we were like watching this webinar and frantically taking notes. And it was the most inspiring thing. I obviously signed up for Course Gats. I created my first course and ended up being massively successful. And that's what sort of transitioned us into online business. So thanks, David. I owe well, it all to you. <laughs> I love it. And you know, it's funny. And that's a great lesson there in itself is that sometimes, you know, it's putting yourself out there and you never know when someone's going to be able to find something and change their world because they found you know, your products and services and courses. So I absolutely love hearing that. Yeah, no, this is what, something we say to our clients all the time. It's like, there are so many silent lurkers out there. You might put content out there. You don't know if people are actually reading it or engaging or whatever, but there's always people out there that you just don't know exist. You know, that's what's awesome about it. 100% um, agree. Yeah, so, so take us back, David. Before all of this success, tell me more about your entrepreneurial journey. How did you get started in this world of business? And when and how did you become so passionate about course creation? Yeah, absolutely. So I am kind of an OG in this world, um, or kind of a medium G, I guess we could call it. Uh, going back to 2008 is actually when I started my online business. So um, many, many moons ago, I think in internet years, that's like 100 years, something like that, right? So, um, you know, for me, I graduated, I went, I went to university here in St. Louis. Um, I was actually involved in the... Uh, inline hockey industry for a couple of years. That's a long story that we'll skip. But what happened for me is that I, I seem to have accidentally created an ability to turn things that I'm interested or passionate about into successful businesses. And I did that within the inline hockey industry. And what I did was my, my brand started really, really weird online. So the rise to the top it's called. And it actually started with a local television show in a local event series that I did to bring business owners together. I was always interested 
in entrepreneurs and people doing cool stuff and unique things. And I said, listen, wouldn't it be cool if we started a show where I could talk to successful entrepreneurs and business owners and things like this and realize this was long, long time ago. This was before you know, podcasting was really popular and, and things like that. And so I was able to weasel my way onto local TV, which is a whole crazy story. And then I started taking it online, right? Because I realized, well, what do we need all these fancy dancy TV cameras and all these things for? You know, I invested like my bar mitzvah money into this. Do you know what I mean? To get started <laughs> in this business, right? And I was thinking, okay, what if we take this online? So I started kind of one of the first business let's call it talk shows, if you will, on the internet, where I would interview different entrepreneurs in all different walks of life, you know, ranging from, you know, people like the Tim Ferrisses and the Seth Godins to, you know, all the way to Tony Zappo, uh, or Tony Shea, the, the founder of Zappos, to the Barbara Corcoran's, Damon Johns, people like that, right? And so- mm -hmm. It was the very early days of podcasting. We actually called it a web show. And I built sort of my audience through that. Uh, back in the day. That's how I started, right? And we were very reliant on one revenue stream. Do you know what that revenue stream was? Any hmm. guesses? Any guesses? Throw a guess out. It wasn't advertising? Nope. That's what it was. Right on the money. So that, that was, listen, two points for you. Uh, so <laughs> that's exactly what it was. So the way I made money when I was getting started and as I was building my business was through sponsorships, right? Advertising on the podcast, on the web show. Um, and those were great but you don't really have any control over that, right? Like what happens right. if a sponsor wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, goes out of business, you're cooked, you're cooked, right? And so I was always looking to figure out, you know, kind of what to do. And online courses sort of fell into my lap by complete accident because I wanted to create my own products and services. I didn't really know what to do. I'd started now to sort of build up this expertise over the years because I've been doing now a show at this point for, uh, maybe two and a half years, 500 plus episodes, right? And people started asking me, well, how can I create a web show? How can I create something like that? So I did, I, I did a couple of interviews with people that were creating online courses and immediately I was hooked. I love the, the, that it was huge margins. I love that you could teach something that you know that people could buy and they could learn and they get great results, right? So I loved all these great things about it. And so I obsessed over learning about online courses for over a year, um, really doing interviews and research and tests and things like that. And then I launched my first course way back in, uh, I guess it was 2010, which was about doing online interviews of all things. So that was my first online course. It was about how do you create a web show and do online interviews back in, and it was called Create Awesome Interviews. And I started building a portfolio of courses from there, started learning and evolving over the next few years, uh, hit seven figures in revenue with them. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how amazing this um, revenue stream was and how much I enjoyed it. I love teaching. I love watching people get results. And so in 2013, it shifted to where we're at today is people start saying, Hey David, well, how do I create a course? You know, I love golf or I'm a, you know, kettlebell instructor, or I help people with, you know, blank, blank, whatever it might be, or I'm looking to start something from scratch. So that's what evolved into my current business was in 2013, I started helping people create their own courses. And that's really where things took off and evolved from there. And that's kind of what I've been known for uh, since there and helping people, you know, through my, my products and programs and software to create their own successful online courses. And that's, that's where we land now today. 
many, many, many years later. That is badass. I love that. And I think it's so important that you, that you paint the whole picture and you show how long online courses have existed. I think a lot of people don't realize that, right? That this has evolved so much over the years. And we both know in online marketing, it seems like it's an emotional roller coaster. Things are changing every day, right? Oh, so absolutely. What do you, yeah, it's crazy. So what do you think are some of the biggest things that have changed over the years? Like what is super different about what have maybe made an online course successful in 2016, right? Or 2013 or whatever versus today in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what a great question. That's a really good question. I mean, and, and I think, I think here's a big one and this thing, you're really going to get me going on this one too. Right. And, <laughs> and, and this, this, this is a big thing in the early days of sort of, let's call it online marketing, online courses, things like that. A lot of people that would teach products or talk about product launches, you know, that was a big thing, right? Uh, all these different things. It was all about like the bling bling and showing off cars and, you know, right. God knows what, right? Flashing cash, you know, it's like a rap video, right? Nothing wrong with a rap <laughs> video, but come on, right? And a lot of these really, really big names in the industry uh, in kind of the online marketing world, let's just call it, they were giving these crazy numbers out. You know, we, we made, you know, I'm making this up, $7 zillion in five seconds with no audience. You're like, wait, what? You know what I mean? Right? So right. Back, back in the day, there was what I would call this overly hypey marketing. And I think what that was, it sort of polluted the market to a certain degree because people would think, well, oh my God, I'm a massive failure if I don't make $200,000 in five seconds. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that the, a more realistic approach now is understanding that it's not just all about the launch. It's not about this overnight success. It's not about something you hit one button and it works. Right. It, this takes time and effort to do it. And I think people, what, what, one of the biggest shifts that I've seen that's so important is having a realistic view on success when it comes to this and what can happen over the long term versus the short term. Right. Let me give you an example. There's a student of mine. Her name's Renee Christine. Okay. Renee what she does is she had a handmade business, you know, making like, you know, tchotchkes, handmade stuff and selling them, right? And she sold her business. And then a few years later, she was in a pretty bad financial situation. She went through kind of a messy divorce. Uh, there was a lot of things going on. And she was kind of on her last, last edge. And she decided to teach all these skills she knew in her handmade business. So she created a course about marketing, running a successful handmade business, Okay. Her first launch did $3,000. Now, I want everyone to think about this for a second. Lena, I want you to think about this, okay? What would your reaction be if you did the first launch of your course and you made $3,000 with your launch? What would your reaction be, Lena? If you were back in the day, first course, what would your reaction be? Would you be excited? Totally stoked. Yeah, yeah. That, that's awesome, right? Stoked, optimistic, excited, whatever it might be, right? But some people who maybe have bought into this hype or the craziness that's out there might say disappointed or right. I thought it'd be more or this or that, right? Renee had the opposite approach. She had the same one that you would have, Lena. And she said, listen, this is amazing. She literally sent me a video of her crying. I didn't know Renee. She sent me a video. She sent me a video of her crying. We call it the famous Renee crying video now, right? Where she is <laughs> so excited and optimistic. She's got her first students in. She, she took her daughters to the Disney store to buy them some treats because they've, they've been kind of down their luck a little bit. And what she viewed this as was a beginning, not an end, 
right? A beginning. And she built, she went from 3000 to 10,000, 10 to 15,000. And it went on and on and on and on. And now we're looking at, it's about five, six years later. Now she has a business that's doing over 1.7 million in revenue per year. Wow. Right. And it all started with that little launch. Now imagine if she would have bought into that old school kind of mentality. Oh my God, I'm a failure. So I think that's the key thing to think about is just like any business, you've got to think long-term here. And I think that's one of the biggest shifts that I've seen. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And even just the fact that she had the courage, you know, to invest in herself, to Mm -hmm. even try the first time. You know, people say to me all the time, isn't it so hard to show up every week and record an episode for your podcast and show up every week and send an email? Like, I'm like, no, all that stuff is easy. The hardest part was getting over my own bullshit and doing the first episode, right? Or sending the first email. And I think that's what is so, so, so important here, which leads me to my next question of, what do you think are sort of the biggest misconceptions and fears that prevent people from starting online courses to begin with? Because I see people all the time in my audience who I'm like, you have everything that you need here, yet they don't do it. So what are they missing here? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, we could spend 17 years on this one, right? But here's the thing that I'll, I'll knock it down to a couple simple ones, right? And, you know, I think that one fear is people aren't buying right now, or they're not gonna buy my thing, or I'm too late to enter this industry right? I think that's the thing right now. And, you know, it's just a hundred percent not true, especially right now, you know, as you know, in, in this episode, I'm not sure when it's going to air Lena, but you know, we're, we're recording this during a pandemic, right? <laughs> we're recording right. this during a pandemic right now. And there's this fear of, you know, nobody's buying. We're seeing more people buying than, than ever right now. More people are on devices, more people are home, more people are on computers. Yes, of course, there's people that are really struggling and they're not gonna be able to do this, but don't think that people are just buying necessities right now. There's people that are like, you know what? I've always wanted to learn gardening. I want to buy a gardening course, right? There's things that are going on right now. So there's this fear of not buying right now, or, you know, every single thing is taken or every topic is taken. That's something we can talk about later on about, you know, how to stick out in a market, Lena, for sure. Uh, But, you know, that that's one of the things that's just a hundred percent not true. The big launch is another one thinking I got to have some big launch to be successful, which is a hundred percent not true. Um, the other one is technology. People get, get hung up on this. They think, Oh my God, I'm never going to be able to figure out the tech or the tech's going to be really expensive. You need less than $500 of technology to create a successful online course way less. Okay. And second of all, it wasn't like this back in the day, back in the day when I started, it kind of cost an arm and a leg a little bit. It was more difficult. There, the tech was not uh, as democratized as it is now and as simple as it is now as the industries continue to grow, right? So technology is nothing to fear about. It's, it's, it's I think Marie Forleo says everything's figure outable and it's, it's just a couple yeah. of tools to do it. Um, and the final thing is fear of perfection. Um, you know, thinking, oh my God, you know, one little mistake, I'm gonna have to re-record, or I don't like my voice, or I don't like this, or I don't like that, right? The bottom line here is people want results. That's what they want from an online course. They want a transformation. They want to learn how to do something and get results, right? And you can't help people unless you get it up there. And what I love about online courses is that they're a living, breathing thing. They're not like this, I'm looking around, it's not like this coffee cup next to me. This coffee cup next to me, if someone misprinted the word coffee on this cup, that would be a problem. They'd have like 10,000 coffee cups misprinted, right? And it would not be good, right? But with online courses, you can quickly change it. You can re-edit it. You can add something. You can subtract something over time. So 
for my perfectionists out there that are just worried like this has to be so perfect, realize this is about getting people results and you can always change and evolve over time. So those are a few of the big ones. I mean, there's many, many more, but I think that gives people a few scope to, to think about. For sure. For sure. I completely agree. And it's interesting. I feel like especially the perfectionist one, it's almost an excuse, right? People say, oh no, I'm just a oh, perfectionist. Yeah. So I, I can't launch it yet. But really it's, you know, procrastination. there's so many other things happening behind the scenes. Um, but I do agree with you that one of those big fears is, okay, well, if I want to have a, you know, a, a $1.7 million launch or a $3,000 launch, I need to have a bigger list. My list is never big enough. Mm -hmm. I need to keep developing my list. So what do you say to those people? How do they start building their list around their course and what's sort of the truth behind that yeah so let's let's so i love so you know i i, I think i'm kind of known for having a no bs approach to things so i'm not going to always you know it's funny because you might see some stuff out there how to create an online course and be successful with it even if you have no email list no audience no tribe nothing right and i'm gonna tell you right now that's bs that's BS, okay? Because yeah. I'm not going to BS you. You need an audience. You need a tribe. And anyone that tells you other than that is lying, okay? Now, let's get real, right? If you don't have one, you can build one. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everyone starts with a, with a list of zero. Everyone starts with a, uh, an audience of zero. Okay, great. I'm going to give you at least a little barometer to th think about, okay? A little barometer to think about. What I like to use with my students inside my programs is a barometer of a minimum of a thousand people on your email list. Okay. A thousand people on your email list and you know, email list, we know why that's awesome. If you've been listening to your show, you know why an email list is important. Um, right. An email list is, is the thing that you own. You don't own Instagram. You don't own Facebook. You don't own YouTube, whatever it might be. Right. Um, a thousand people on your email list that you've properly engaged with, which is a whole other topic, right? So because you want to build that relationship with those people, but a minimum of a thousand people. Now, how do you do that? Okay. And that's something that we teach in depth about how to do it, because here's the thing you got to know is that when it comes down to building an audience, there's actually numerous ways of doing it. There's numerous ways of doing traffic. It really depends on your personality and, and your situation. For example, we have over 15 ways in my online course. We teach people how to get traffic. But guess what? We say, listen, you can't do all 15 at once. You can't do five at once. You want to do one or two that works for you, your personality, and your audience, right? And we're talking about things like paid things like Facebook ads. We're talking about free things like YouTube, even live events offline. We're talking about, you know, all these different list building methods that work right now. Instagram, TikTok, it ranges on and on and on and on, right? There's so many ways of getting traffic. It really comes down to putting your flag in the ground as to what you want to be known as, giving something away free, a guide, a video, a checklist, a quiz, something like that that entices people to join your email list, and then having a proper way to follow up with those people to build that relationship to lead down the way. And they always say that the best time to plant the tree was what, 20 years ago? The second best time is today. It's the same thing with an email list. You know, during this pandemic, I've heard from students saying, thank God for their email lists, that they've been able to pivot and do different moves and launch new things and quick things right now, live online workshops, things like that. And that if they didn't have that email list, they'd be screwed. And I've been using that as motivation for people that haven't started theirs yet to say, listen, let's get going on this, right? So don't be afraid if you don't have one, but you got to put in the work and the effort to, to create that audience. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it also comes down to what you said before, which is having realistic expectations, mm -hmm. right? I mean, people previously would be like, 
And then what if you have 100,000 people on your email list or, you know, whatever, and then people are like, okay, well, I only have 1,000. That's not enough. I have to keep building it before I launch my course. But that's not true. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So with that, obviously, you've worked with so many students. And every single year, I'm sure you see different levels of success, different success in different industries. What are you finding? What's sort of the recipe for a really successful and highly sellable online course today? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think it also comes down to the course creator, right? In a big, in a big yeah. way, because, you know, it's funny because we've seen people all different languages, all different backgrounds, all different life situations, like all different everythings, right? So that doesn't matter. You know, there's not like a prototypical type person, introverts, extroverts, we've seen everything, right? But I think that, you know, first of all, from a a personality standpoint or from a business work standpoint, it's someone that's willing to put in the work and have long-term perspective, right? Like not thinking this is just a push button and they're not going to give up at the first problem, the 10th problem or the thousandth problem, right? So people having willing to put in the work, they're action takers and have that long-term perspective, right? And also that they love and enjoy teaching. And I know that sounds weird, but guess what? That's a pretty obvious one. There was people back in the day, you asked kind of earlier about some of the shifts that I saw. I think that another shift was that there were sort of opportunists a long time ago, kind of people that saw online courses as a way to like, quote unquote, make a quick buck, right? Mm -hmm. All those people, they're gone. <laughs> they, they gone, right? Yep. Because they, they didn't really enjoy their topics. They didn't really enjoy their teaching. They didn't really care right? They're just trying to make the money and kind of move on. Those people are gone. So you have to really enjoy um, teaching and, and helping people and getting results, right? Or develop that joy, right? The other thing that I would say that from the course perspective, what makes something a highly sellable online course? And by the way, we've seen things in all different topics under the sun. I think some people think the only courses that'll sell are courses that have to do with making money. That's not true at all. Okay. We've seen every single type, type of topic, but the key is that there's an actual result and it's very specific. That's the key with an online course. With an online course, your goal is to get someone from point A to point B, right? From where they're at now to a specific result for a specific type of person. Okay. Let me give an example. So Shane Olson, who's one of my students, he was a, right for this one, he was a 3D video game artist at Disney. Okay. Now pretty cool job, right? Pretty cool job. But Shane also hated the hours. He kind of saw the writing on the wall that he wanted to leave Disney. He'd been doing it for a long time. He wanted to do his own business, right? So what did he do? He created a course on creating 3D video game characters, right? So what's the goal? I always ask people, what's the goal of your course? If your perfect student comes in, what is the goal? What will they accomplish by doing your course? If they follow everything you say, and everything goes right. And the goal of his course is you'll have this really cool 3D video game character. I don't really know what you do with the characters, but that's not the, that's not the point. Okay. There's an end result associated with the course. You know, the goal, create a 3D video game character. The goal, get your baby to sleep through the night. The goal, be able to play 10 songs on the clarinet. The goal, this or that right? So the first thing is to really be thinking about what are the results of my online course. And the second thing is one of my big sayings is an online course for everybody is really for nobody. You have to be specific. Who are you selling to? And I'm not just talking about demographic information, but who are these people that are going to be attracted to your course? Now, some people like Shane, it might be a variety of different types of people. They just have a common goal of creating a video game character, right? 
that might be common, right? But mm -hmm. if it's, uh, you know, there's courses for divorced women over 50. Well, there you go. There's a demographic. There's, you know, how to use Pinterest for attorneys, things like that. The more specific that you can get, the better when it comes to an online course. And those are the things that I see as being the most sellable. So the more tangible with, the, with, with a, a concrete goal or result and something very specific would be the keys that I seem to sellability here and now. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And I think, you know, it's like you said, well, what do they do with the video game, game, game characters? I also have no idea, but that would be great for 2.0, right? Like mm -hmm. next version of the course. I think some people try to cram so much information like A to Z in one course and that prevents them from launching. They get overwhelmed, they don't sell it from A to B, like you said, right? And then the next course can be from B to C. Um, exactly. So I love that. So David, this uh, question actually comes from one of our lovely community members. Her name is Janani, and she is a vegan blogger and coach. And she is actually currently building out her course on Coursecats. And Sweet. she said to me, yeah, I know she's, she's amazing. And she's super excited to hear this episode, but she had asked me, how do I stand out from the competition, right? And the more research that she does, the more online vegan courses she's actually finding, right? And she wants to know how can she stand out from the crowd? What advice do you have for her? Great question. First of all, thank you for being, uh, you know, uh, using CourseCat software. CourseCat software is, you know, how you can build your entire course website, landing pages, stuff like that. So thank you so much for the business. Hope you're enjoying that. Um, so this is a great question. And it's funny because, you know, I was going to talk about this sort of earlier in one of the the fears and misconceptions, but I figured, hey, let's save it and talk about it later because this, this is so key. People are worried about this. They say, oh my God, there's so many courses. There's so many experts in my niche, okay? So let me talk about a few strategies to think about when it comes to this, okay? So first of all, let's talk about a differentiator in any market is personality and marketing, okay? Personality and marketing. So what I mean by that is that, you know, there might be a bunch of other vegan courses out there, but there's not one done by you. There's not one done with your background, your personality, whatever it might be. And it's funny, if you go into every industry, uh, Lena, and I'm sure you've seen this too, in kind of the business coaching or different things, you're going to see different styles. You're going to see people that are kind of the no nonsense, almost jerks, right? You're going to see people that Always. are very warm and cuddly. You're going to see people that are super funny. You're going to see people that are super serious. So there's all these different personalities and you can carve out a space just through your personality, just by being you, right? So that's one thing to keep in mind. And also that always goes into your marketing as well, because someone that might resonate, maybe there's this like, I don't know, vegan, vegan chef who is is known as being just, you know, super tough and no nonsense. And maybe you're more fun and bubbly, right? So that, that comes down to a marketing thing, right? As well, when it comes to that marketing, your personality. Okay. So that's one thing to think about. The second thing to think about is that another way to stick out from the pack is to get more specific, more specific than your competition and other people. So for example, maybe there's lots of courses on on, you know, vegan cooking, but maybe you can do one that's about online, you know, vegan cooking with less than five ingredients, uh, vegan cooking with, you know, using imitation meat is the base of your meal. Uh, you can tell, I don't know too much about veganism, but I'm trying. <laughs> right. And so another way of sticking out from the pack 
is by getting more and more specific, okay? So that might be uh, it, with the topic. So for example, narrowing it down topic-wise, like online, you know, vegan cooking with five ingredients, but it also might be audience-wise. So it could be something like this, like, you know, vegan cooking for new moms, vegan cooking for, you know, uh, whatever, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like a specific topic like that. And you see this also in every industry. You'll see that there might be some kind of general fitness course created by someone that's been around for a thousand years, right? Then you might see a course on kettlebell training, which is very specific. And then you might see a course on kettlebell training for during pregnancy, right? So that, that's another way that you can stick out. And so those, I think, are some good ways to think about this as you develop your brand. But again, don't get away from the core of who you are and what you want to teach. And it's amazing by putting in the work and putting in the effort and having that passion for it, you're going to find your way to carve it out no matter what. So I would just encourage you to, uh, and also anyone else that's thinking, oh my God, it's a crowded market. I would not be afraid of, of jumping in there. Yes, I know she is going to love this. And I'm sure lots of people are going to, you know, kind of get that fire under their ass they need to go out there and make it happen. So, David, thank you so much. I know that you wanted to share something special with our community today. So tell me more about that. Oh, yeah, I got something cool. So we, we, I created a brand new uh, presentation right now. Uh, it's a case, we call it a case study where you can see what people are doing right now and what it takes to be successful with online courses. And we're talking about right now, very, very current. Okay. And it's called how to succeed at teaching online during the current crisis and beyond, because guess what? If you're watching this or listening to this episode years from now, this is certainly going to be relevant because you never know what's going to be going on in the world. Right? So I've put together a free presentation for you. It's at createawesomeonlinecourses.com slash succeed. Createawesomeonlinecourses.com slash succeed. Now, Lena, I want to throw a curveball here, a little curveball, okay? When you go All to this right. presentation, which is free and it's on demand, you just, you just click it, enter your email, boom, you can watch it right there, all right? There is not anything paid at the end of the presentation. There's no, there's no pitch for something paid. We're not going to hard pitch you onto something, but I've got something additional for you that's free at the very, very end of it uh, that you're going to love. And I, you, I don't want to spoil it because you'll have to check it out, but I promise you um, that you are going to take me up on what I have at the end of this uh, free for you. So it's createawesomeonlinecourses.com slash succeed. So Lena, I appreciate uh, being able to do a little shameless plug for your community and your tribe. So thank you. <laughs> First of all, I am sitting on the edge of my seat. I want to go check it out and see what's uh, behind the scenes. And it will also be linked down below, you guys, in the show notes. So if you uh, forget it or you mistype something, all good. Just go down below and you will be able to click to it directly. But David, it sounds amazing. I'm also going to go check it out. Um, yeah, any final words of inspiration? Like let's say somebody right now is really has been wrestling with this idea. Do I start the online course? Do I not? And they just can't seem to get over their own mind drama. What one piece of advice do you have for them to push them over that edge? Yeah, I, I think, I think my, my biggest piece of advice for this, because, you know, I'm not going to give you the Nike, just do it. Right. Which is great. <laughs> you know, we could just do it. We could just, we could just say like, listen, let's rally the troops and, and, and let's do this. I, I think uh, I'm going to, I'm going to divide into two little pieces of advice here. Right. Number cool. one is you have to really know and have a strong why. Why do you wanna do this? And be honest with yourself about this. What is this about for you, okay? Is this about you know, quitting the job? Is this about finally breaking over $10,000 a month in revenue eventually? Is this about 
um, you know, really helping people get results and, you know, whatever it might be, like really be honest about the different things that you want out of this. And it's going to be more than one, right? So write those down, make sure you have that really strong why and the why has to outweigh the why not, right? That's the first thing. Okay. The second thing is that I would highly encourage you, whether it's me or whether it's someone else, whatever it might be, right? I'm pretty awesome, but hey, listen, <laughs> um, is that I would highly encourage getting help and not trying to just piece together random YouTube videos, Googling or things like that, because you will confuse yourself. It's too many cooks in the kitchen, right? So at the very least, come check out the free presentation. Hey, if you don't like me, find someone else. But I'm saying that come check it out and get some help so you know what to do, because it's a lot easier to once you know what to do, how to execute it versus just trying to guess and run yourself around in circles. So those, those would be my kind of two big pieces of advice. Amen to that. I love it. David, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Good. I agree. All right, you guys, thanks so much for tuning into Unfiltered and I will see you next week.